Grace, Grace to the Capstone by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. The earth is a very dangerous place these days for all creation. Man has unfortunately backed himself into irreversible situations in so many areas of life. There are problems that are admittedly unsolvable by man, yet they foolishly do not turn to their creator for answers. Why is mankind so stubborn? I think after having read Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5, I have found at least part of the answer. We have been taught from childhood to be self-reliant and self-motivated. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5, shows us how this carnal advice has caused us to defeat ourselves. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength. See it? Whose heart departs from the Lord. Those that trust man put their faith in science, medicine, etc., thinking they can solve our problems, are cursed. The major reason for our lack of success, however, is the fact much of the world either refuses to believe in the Lord or has never been taught about Him in order to understand His role in our restoration. You see, the Father has all the answers and has had them since the beginning of creation. All things were done, absolutely everything, and then He rested. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 explains this phenomenon. That which has been, past action, is what will be, future manifestation. That which is done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Is there anything of which it may be said, See, this is new. It has already been in ancient times before us. God, being omniscient, knows all things. New man would succumb to Satan's temptations. As a father loves and forgives his children, all problems that would evolve from their mistakes were solved before he rested at the completion of creation. And whether we like it or not, it is his predestined plan that we go through Christ for salvation and renewal. So it is imperative we understand knowledge concerning restoration of the planet and everything on it lies within the rest of God. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 11 says, Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, find the plan of God, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience, as did Adam and Eve along with old Israel. Mankind must, however, give up trying to do things without God. We have to turn to Him and seek Him in the way He wishes us to, and that is through Jesus. John chapter 14 verse 6 will explain what I mean. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Pretty plain, I would say. See, Christ has always been man's key to a perfect life. Adam and Eve created every problem we have today by choosing Satan over the Lord. The tree of good and evil 
over the tree of life. The fact is, there are simply no answers without him. Unfortunately, man has become so carnal, so intellectual, they cannot begin to comprehend or believe in the Godhead. John chapter 14, verses 9 through 11, is a scripture, if we would like to understand, that will help. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, Show us the Father? Now here is the Godhead. Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. God was in Christ, reconciling man to himself. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19 That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. The Godhead did it. Now look at this through the eyes of your spirit. John chapter 17 verses 20 through 21 I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. Is that not awesome? John chapter 14, verse 14 now shows us the way to experience God's miracles and gives insight as to what it will take to solve the unsolvable as well. Wouldn't it be wonderful to see the terrible things we experience today, such as terminal illness cured, restoration of the blind, the lame, for all creation to prosper and experience abundance, no more poverty, and see an end to human lust for power and the earth's resources. For this to be accomplished, man's nature would have to really change. And let's face it, only God can perfect the nature of both man and creatures that now kill and turn on each other. In Him only are our answers and hope. And guess what? He chooses to do it through Jesus. John chapter 14, verse 14. If you ask anything in my name, the name of Jesus, I will do it. But we must believe in him. John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken to you, that in me, Jesus, you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, God had a plan to subdue evil. The Lord has overcome our problems already. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose 
the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. It was the Father's plan for his Son to destroy the enemy that seduced mankind. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 shows he was quite successful. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. 1 John chapter 3 verse 23 reiterates this is the desire of the Father. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. John chapter 15 verse 6 shows us what will happen in the end to those that refuse the Son. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. Galatians chapter 3 verse 27 reveals how we can abide or live in Christ and not be a part of the above. This too was God's plan. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. He is our covering, our helmet of salvation, our breastplate of righteousness, our belt of truth, our shoes shod with the good news of the gospel. He is our shield of faith and the word, the sword. He is our armor. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 says, And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We actually become members of the true royal family. And as we are filled by his spirit, our newly awakened spirit is shaped to his image once again. And here is another real blessing. He gives us back the knowledge Eve turned her back on as we begin to obediently attend his feasts. Who we were in the natural before baptism makes no difference. There is neither male or female, Greek nor Jew. We are all one if we are born through Christ. See the Godhead work here? Spiritually, we are born through God, and because of Christ being here on earth to fulfill God's plan of salvation in a man's body, we can be physically saved as well as spiritually, and our bodies restored back to perfection if the end comes in our generation. As we unitedly come together, the royal family forms the house of the son of David, Christ. This is why we are called the house of David, or David's tabernacle. Romans chapter 1, verse 3. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh. Matthew chapter 22, verse 42. Saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. He was of the Davidic bloodlines, and we that are baptized in the name of Jesus were born through him, and therefore are the descendants of David also. Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6 shows us the house of David. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are. See the connection? 
if we hold fast the confidence in him and the rejoicing of the hope in the Lord, firm to the end. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, the house of David, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices, the prayer and praise of his family, acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 15, verse 16, shows us who will build this house or tabernacle, and it will not be men. After this, I, Jesus, will return and will rebuild the tabernacle or house of David which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will set it up. Jesus will build this house through his governing people. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11. But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Here is one of the reasons this house is to be built. Acts chapter 15, verse 17, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, get direction, obtain truth, even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. Again, we see restoration is through Christ. Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, prophesied of this years ago. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah, or Zion, and Jerusalem. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house, the house of David, his tabernacle, shall be established on the top of the mountains. Mountains represent kingdoms and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Hills are locations leadership governs from. Many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths, according to the plan of God that lies within his rest. For out of Zion, the mountain of the Lord, where Jesus rules through his government, shall go forth the law those God wrote on our hearts and minds, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem, from the bride. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war any more. He will change us. First Corinthians Chapter 3, verse 9, shows us the whole house. For we, God's apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, his governing people, are God's fellow workers. You, the rest of the body, are God's field. You are God's building. Again, God's fellow workers are his government, foreshadowed by Zion the head of the bride, the church glorious, and the rest of the body is foreshadowed by New Jerusalem. 
At the very top of this house is something little taught about by the world's church, the capstone or headstone. It is the final addition to the house of David to bring completion. It is from here the Lord will rule and guide his kingdom for eternity. Just as the main part of the house has many living stones, so the capstone is comprised of multiple polished gems united into one rock as the head or bride of Christ. The bride and the groom have become one at this point. Wisdom and understanding unite. It is imperative we see and understand this rock, headstone or capstone. It is a key to manifesting Christ's victory over the world systems and all that is connected to it. The key to our restoration. So let us uncover a nugget of truth as we read from Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7. Who are you, O great mountain? This mountain is symbolic of all the world's governments united into one spiritual black mountain called Mount Seir. It is the counterfeit of Mount Zion, God's mountain. Before Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel is a word meaning he who has come out of Babylon, you shall become a plain. As God's fivefold ministers unite in spirit to pray and praise, they will flatten and forever destroy Babylon, the world's religions, backing Mount Seir, or Black Mountain, along with the beast who rules through the governments of man. And he, Zerubbabel, shall bring forth the capstone by restoring the knowledge of God to God's bride, creating a home once again for wisdom. With shouts of grace, grace to it, all the world will rejoice when she is seen and recognized. This beautiful stone, the perfected bride of Christ, will unitedly rule the nations with the groom as the greater David. He is King of kings and Lord of lords, one with his bride. It is here he claims his eternal throne. All will be perfect once more, as God's will and His ways are restored to earth through them. Revelation chapter 19 verse 7 speaks of this momentous event. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His wife has made herself ready. She is full of the knowledge of God, and His cherished wisdom has finally found her home in man once more. Enoch chapter 42 verses 2 and 3 reveals to us what had happened to wisdom. Wisdom went forth to make her dwelling among the children of men. Adam and Eve were her intended eternal home, but they defected and found no dwelling place. Wisdom returned to her place in the heavens and took her seat among the angels and the unrighteous went forth from her chambers whom she sought not she found and dwelt with them you see the lord was deserted by man and so was wisdom proverbs chapter 8 verses 22 and 23 shows her relationship with god the lord possessed me wisdom at the beginning of his way 
before his works of old. I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning, before there was ever an earth. Proverbs chapter 8 verses 30 and 31 again informs us. Then I was beside him as a master craftsman, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in his inhabited world, and my delight was with the sons of men. Wisdom was with the Lord in the garden, along with Adam and Eve, before they fell from God's grace. She is now finding her home with the last Adam and his bride as the capstone or the house of David. We find the definition of capstone in the Strong's Concordance, Hebrew number 7222. She is the feminine, see the bride, of the number 7218, meaning head, the beginning of a new time, principal ruler, top. 72.18 speaks of the Lord. 72.22 speaks of His bride. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 19. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, He established the heavens. She will be needed to build the new heaven and new earth. So we see we need the restoration of the house of David with its capstone in place to restore earth and all creation. Christ and His Bride bringing understanding and wisdom together once again. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 and verses 22 through 23 shows us the return of wisdom. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares, calls to all people. How long, you simple ones, Fools, will you love simplicity, being foolish, for scorners delight in their scorning, ignorance, and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke, my correction. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you, open our understanding, giving us insight. She is the answer to all the world's problems if she is received through David's tabernacle. But if not, Proverbs chapter 1, verses 24 through 33. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded. Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes. When your terror comes like a storm, and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, they would have none of my counsel and despised my every rebuke. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their own way like Eve, and be filled to the full with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely, and will be secure without fear of evil. Let us close with this final scripture. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 18. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her 
and happier all who retain her. So this is how the earth's unsolvable problems are solved. The dangerous situations are made safe, the incurable diseases cured, and all creation restored to its original perfection by shouting grace, grace to the capstone.